0: Um, let me just start with. I know we made an announcement earlier this week about um, changing the format of our spring game. Let me kind of give you a little explanation, and really for our fans more than anything, because we really like playing a game. That's I think that's valuable for our players, and it's valuable for our fans to be able to see it. We're just we're down to eight available offensive linemen right now. Um, you know, we'll be okay when the fall gets here. We're going to be back to a full complement, but we've got four guys that were out for the spring for, with surgeries already, uh, and then you've got guys like. Bragg and Salisbury, Toby, uh, Fraser, Nick Williams. I mean, those dudes are demonstrating the toughness that we want, but they're battling through spring. So we've got about eight guys to, to get us through, and it's difficult to play a game when you're there. We still have five practices left to go. So uh, we got to do what we got to do to make sure that we're smart, but we can still get a lot done on that Saturday. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of why we did what we did there. And we can, we're going to still get a lot out of that day, which is important. Uh, for our guys, but let's take some questions. What, uh, what was the general reaction from the guys that I am sure the spring game is generally something they would look forward to being able to play? Right. Um, you know, those guys, I think they are, we have a little bit more veteran team right now. Uh, I think the best way is it really wasn't a blip on the radar. I didn't really see much uh, out of them other than knowing that we're trying to really focus on trying to get better as football players in all facets. So, it really didn't seem like it, uh, it was a big deal to those guys. Those guys want to win, and uh, they want to win in the fall. Uh, there's not going to be a true winner on that spring game, so we want to win the fall. Outside of health, um, where do you think the offensive line is right now, and, and uh, I guess what we'll gives you that faith that they'll be okay in the fall? Right. Well, one of the things that uh, that I am you know, very pleased of is we've, been, we've used some very creative practice methods this, this spring, um, Just because we've had four guys have surgery doesn't mean that they haven't been going through practice. Uh, We've been very creative in how we approach that, uh, but those guys are still getting quite a few reps. Now, they're not getting a ton of real physical reps, but they're they're getting reps, so they're getting work under Coach Ricker's philosophies, uh, and then just watching those guys understand the change in philosophy of what we're trying to get accomplished up front. I think he's available to you guys today, so I'll let him talk a little bit more about that, but... Um, he does, you know, he does bring a level of toughness to that room, uh, and I've seen the demeanor uh, change, you know, in, in a big way for those guys. And I and I think you can see the pride come out in them right now. So that that's good. Uh, they, like I said, we've got we got four or five guys that in a lot of years I probably wouldn't be practicing them right now, but they've been fighting their way through it, and they won't let me pull them out, and they're not ruled completely out. So. Um, it's not like they're going to hurt themselves worse, but they're they're demonstrating some toughness. I think a lot of that credit goes to Coach Ritter. Uh, other than the O line, what what position group are you really kind of maybe not concerned with, but really kind of find yourself going back to looking for answers or just just trying to figure out who's going to be able to compete and fill into those those roles? Well, I'm glad you asked that. You asked about you know what position group do you keep going back to looking at? Where did you feel like you had to really improve and I am most excited about the corners. I just keep coming back every week to the corner group, and we've got more of them, and we still have two more coming, which is great. Uh, We've got a lot more depth now than we had before, Uh, but each week I see each one of those guys getting better. Shaq Taylor sticks out to me this week. Uh, Corian Harris is getting better by the day at what we're doing. He's very athletic. There's no doubt about that, but he's he's becoming even more of an efficient player because he's learning what to do. Hassan uh, has been around the ball more than anybody that we've had. I mean, mean, I'm not sure I would have picked that, to be honest with you. But uh, I would say he would be one of my top three or four choices of most improved players that we've got coming in at this point. Uh, Now, uh, you know, we've got a long way to go. But uh, I've been very proud of him, very proud of him. His his performance has really improved. Um, You know, there's just a a whole slew of them. Kyle Mayberry. Kyle Mayberry's doing some things over there that – uh, I wasn't quite sure that I would see him do, but he's done a nice job. I think uh, uh, Coach Bowman's done a really good job with those guys. Is, is it realistic for a guy like Corian to start from day one? What, what would you need to see out of a freshman cornerback to have trust in the start? The um, well, I think the, the best way to say is is we're going to play the best one, and that means holistically, not just the fastest, just because the guy's the fastest or he was the highest rated recruit. Uh, It's the guy that shows you obviously in practice that he can do it consistently time after time. And he's doing it within our system. He's not making up his own things and doing his own things because it all fits together like a puzzle. So uh, he has the potential, I think, athletic-wise to do that. uh, But I think you know we've only only had nine, ten practices, so it would be very premature for me to say that, particularly after I just talked about how that group's improved. I do think that maybe... His presence has probably helped that, even though he's a rookie. I think his presence has helped it because he's a very competitive guy. And he, The thing that sticks out to me about Corian is he loves the game. He loves it. I mean, he walks through this building with a smile on his face all the time. And I can't tell if it's just love or he cannot wait to lock you up at the line of scrimmage because he is just not going to let that happen. I mean, he is a competitive dude. and. I really, I've enjoyed having that guy here. I think, you know, he's going back to uh, New Orleans this weekend for his palm, his high school palm. So, uh, <coughs> high school <palm>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Did you put any pressure on, on yourself to, at least in your mind, kind of have uh, the guys that will be the starters by the end of spring, or are you comfortable just saying, hey, I'm going to hold off until we come back in the summer until we really start kind of making some of those decisions? Uh, I, I haven't. We don't put our, any pressure on ourselves to do that. But it's. Uh, you now I'm going to go back to what I said a long time ago. In in our business, the cream typically rises. I mean, there's a separation between one and two in a lot of different ways. I mean, it, it really does. Um, some of it's just because a guy and you can count on a guy more than the other. It may not just be a ability, It might be because you you can count on. Him. Um, I look at the. You know, the Patriots, Super Bowl champions. I mean, I'm not sure that everybody would say that would be on paper the most athletic team, but they can count on those guys. Now, they're all in the right spot, and I know um, that head coach requires that. There's no doubt about that. But um, from our standpoint, it, it, we would like to settle the starters as quickly as we can. Uh, but we can't just force it. Right? I mean, you, you, you can do that. And that's perception. And like I said before, we don't get to live in that. We got to go by what we see as we go through the installations. We get to throw all the different concepts and all the different things that come at you. How do you handle them? Because you're not going to get to just play against a small sample size. You know, it's legal to do a lot of things, and you got to be able to defend it, and you got to be able to work offense against it. David, who's had a strong spring on the offense so far? I tell you what, I'm, I'm. I'd like to do this, you know, every week if I can as we, as we finish up. And we don't have a whole lot left, but there's some guys that have really stuck out to me, and, and they, they deserve to be mentioned. Maybe one of the guys that is most, most well-respected on this team is, is Gabe Rudy. He has had a terrific spring. Now, I know he is not an offensive football player, but he puts up a lot of numbers for us, and he has had a terrific spring. He's really done well, and he's, he's, his confidence is, is pretty impressive for a kicker. Uh, John Mattel. Another dude that has changed his body—he's almost two hundred and fifty-five, two hundred sixty pounds now. Uh, he's got NFL caliber. I mean, he's a—he is a talented guy, and having him back healthy has been good. Uh, Miles Kendrick sticks out to me. Uh, his work ethic—he's uh, thrown one hundred and twenty-seven passes in the in the uh, spring through team and seven-on-seven, and he's had two balls intercepted. That's—that's that's not bad. That's—that's that's good ball security. That means the guy's prepared. He knows what he's seeing. Um, Steven Sims. Uh, Sticks out to me again, just athletically, uh, but just understanding how to become even more of a savvy route runner. Uh, he's doing a nice job. Evan Fares, another guy that sticks out to me. I think he could be a really good player. I really think he can. We have high hopes for him. Um, Malik Clark playing with the left guard. Uh, he's he's kind of been forced to take more reps than probably he would like. Uh, but you know, I think back to him coming in. We were looking at another day. He was three hundred and fifty something pounds, and he's. You know, he's down to 325 or so, and he looks good. And uh, he's getting a lot of reps, and you're can see you starting to see him improve. Uh, Antoine, even though he's been hurt, uh, he keeps fighting and continues to do good. And Clyde McCauley. Clyde McCauley is another guy nobody talks about very much. But, man, he, he may be one of the more improved guys that we've had up front, which is good. You know, he's going into year four for him, so um, you're starting to see guys' experience pay off a little bit. Uh, I don't want to miss anybody, but I had several people written down offensively. I think that's where it ends. You know, Peyton Bender, another guy that, um, you know, his his team percentage is higher than, than all of them right now. Uh, the overall percentage belongs to Miles right now, but just by point. I mean, it's 73% for Miles and 72% for Bender. Um, but uh, Peyton is a talented guy, a very, very talented guy. And uh, some of the things that we're doing with understanding what we're seeing uh, I think it's really helping him. So those are the guys. James Sosinski continues to stick out to me as well. What is Maybe Saunders. No, yeah. What is team percentage I mean? Uh, percentage. Team mean, basically, uh, that's when you're in team setting, when you're 11-on-11. 11 11 on 11. Oh, so there's percentage is in 11-on-11? 11 11-on-11, 11. Uh, 11 11, uh, man, I don't think I may have some of it written down. You wouldn't make me get my glasses out, huh? Tom. Uh, Peyton's got, in his team percentage, he's, he's around 72% right now. Uh, and then, he's right at the same in seven on seven. Miles is around 80% in seven on seven, and he's around 61% of the team. So that tells you a little bit better. Um, you know, and as you start totaling them together, it comes up with an average, but it's more than just, hey man, he's 73%. Well, is it when he's got 11 coming at him or not? What, what is that telling us? And that's for us as coaches to know, hey, okay, he, he may be struggling because he doesn't understand a little bit about a structured blitz yet, right? That may be where his incompletions are coming from. Peyton may know him a little bit better than the other, or he's just not seeing those blitzes, and Peyton is. Or Peyton's seeing them, and the other one's not. So we don't just go by those numbers. you got to go back and look at how they're handling the whole package. Does that make sense? i take one hey, more. So one. Obviously, you are familiar with Bill Miller from 2009. What's it like having him back and what's he bring to the defense? <laughs> Bill's great to have back for a lot of different reasons. Number one, he is hilarious. I think I already get to speak to him today. He is funny as I'll get out. He's got more scenes than I mean. He is hilarious and a great Kansas. Uh, he loves, loves being a Kansas guy. Um, I, I was in Florida recruiting. I, I don't know if I've ever said this, but I was down there, you know, recruiting when I was at AM and and I ran into him at a school, and he he was showing me a picture of a Kansas. Sunset, and I mean, it just always stuck with me how much he loves this this state. So I know he's proud to be back here. I think the thing that sticks out to me is uh, Bill Miller is a uh, is is a very mature, detailed coach. Uh, he's truly a teacher. I think some of the best coaches I've ever been around, all of them, they're good teachers. You, you can be a motivator and not really be a good good coach, good teacher. It's hard to be able to get a lot out of a guy when you're getting to be my age and Bill's age without showing them. you got to be able to tell them, right? you got to be able to show them on film and be able to do things like that, and uh, Bill can do that. you know, I'll I'll end with this, not to give you too much, but when I was here before with Bill, we conducted a clinic here, and uh, it was for all high school coaches, and he basically showed his drill tape with uh, how he trains uh, basically his, his strike methods with his linebackers changed everything for me and my receivers when I was coaching receivers in terms of how we blocked. The detail at which he coaches, striking on the rise, focused hand placement, feet, keeping your head out of it, where the head goes, the rear end goes. I mean, he, he has so many details in there that he spoke it and those kids understood it, and it wasn't just him going out there and showing them. He was able to speak it. He had great key coaching points because he's a great, great teacher. Um, he's helped elevate all of us. I mean, he's he's been really, really good uh, on that defensive side, but he's been good for all of us. I mean, Bill. Bill is a guy that I respect so much that uh, you know we ask for him to speak quite a bit with our staff, and he does a really nice job of uh, of really helping us understand how we should teach things and how we should say things. You know, he he doesn't he doesn't like this phrase because he's a country boy, but I say it all the time. Bill's really good at uh, being having an economy of words or being very economical on words and making them work really good for him, right? And he does a really nice job of that. So I'm excited for him to be here. You guys will you'll get a kick out of him today. He's funny. So, alright. You guys have a